0: Welcome to Movie Maniacs. Mike Rags and Chuck Curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about. Like us, rate us, share us. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Rags and Chuck Curry. All right, Chuck, we're back with another edition of Movie Maniacs. Uh, Chuck Curry, Mike Rags, uh, talking about the greatest movies of all time, of course, and new movies in theaters and on TV. Uh, streaming services around the country. Uh, wow, this is, believe it or not, the final week before the 4th of July, and uh, it's gotten here quick. The movie theaters are pretty much open. I don't know about the capacity, but movies are being released, and it's kind of been a benchmark weekend, and we'll talk about it in a second. I've got a chance to see a couple new movies myself, but let's uh, let's bring in Chuck Curry now. I say this is a, a benchmark weekend, Chuck, because really the first r- real summer blockbuster came out in F9, the one that if it doesn't get many people to the theaters will have a lot of theaters worried.
1: Uh, I would agree. I mean, I think A Quiet Place too is a, a good barometer also. Uh, this is another, I would say, we're going up in scope uh, of a couple uh, ladders here in terms of, of a barometer for the industry and what this opening weekend will be. From what I read, it's going to be around a uh, $68 million opening weekend. Now, uh, part 7 did 147 million? I think that was Paul Walker's last one, uh, and then the last one did like 98 million.
0: Opening, They weekend. knew it would be. They knew yeah. it
1: would be off. It wouldn't be as if everything was completely normal. But they were hoping for around 60. They're going to get probably 68. Um, it's the biggest opening post pandemic. It's uh, the biggest screen count post pandemic. Over f- like 4100 screens. That's about as max as you get. Um, so that's good. It it shows you that by Christmas, I think it's going to be a lot. Normal. We're not normal, normal, but we're more normal than we were normal. As close
0: to normal as we're going to get for, you know, for considering the times we're in. Um, and you know. Uh, this it's critic proof, this movie, right? So I don't even know what the buzz is for it. I know they're in outer space with a car.
1: Yeah, I think it's like 60 something percent. It's not as not as high as a lot of the other ones have been. But it's critic proof, Mike.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean,
1: nobody's going to care.
0: D- no, John Cena's in it this time around. And, and it, it, uh,
1: unless it was the second coming of Hudson Hawk, you know, now I, om-
0: I, <laughs> I almost bought tickets for it just to see the Jurassic World Dominion. First look.
1: Really? It's, you would do that, huh?
0: No, but I didn't. It's only an IMAX sc- screens, um, And if you want to see a bootleg copy of it, uh, you know, I guess you could tra- track it down. But next year, Jurassic World Dominion. I can't believe we have to wait another year for this. Movie, I know. Chuck. It's a long time. It's a long time and uh, we'll see what happens with that. Interesting movie. Oh, by the way, I did get a chance to see a couple of movies. We'll get to that. Well, right. let me just
1: say this. Speaking of Jurassic Park, last night, you're familiar with the East Strasburg area where I'm currently doing this spot. Uh, at Dansbury park across the street from my ice cream parlor that I just mention my 65 inch 4k TV yet. No, but anyway, I, I, digress. So we did an outdoor screening associated with the theater I'm involved in and the park. Uh, we did an outdoor screening at Jurassic park. We built a bigger screen. We used a laser projector. Uh, we used a Blu-ray, but let me tell you something, Mike, it looked unbelievable. I mean, it looked stunningly gorgeous. Um, How was the crowd about 140 people.
0: Good. That's excellent. I was
1: I, I was in. I was like, you know, I, I was boosting it for two weeks on Facebook. I was spending like ten, fifteen dollars a day boosting my posts. And uh, it, it worked. I mean, I, I, I think it's we could build on it. It's enjoyable. I do notice one thing about the outdoor crowd. You always get a couple of. Um, you always get a couple of. Uh, I don't want to say nasty people, but they're always complaining about something. Oh, right. the speaker needs to be lowered, or yeah. blah. You know, it's like, come on! But you were using a laser printer. This looks amazing. I mean, normally you show up to Dansbury Park, you, you know, you you think you, you're using a, a projector that costs $130. hundred and thirty bucks, are talking about a three thousand dollar laser projector looked amazing. It was unreal. It sounded great. We used great speakers. Uh, crowd liked it. I had to. I tell you, it 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 made me reflect on. Cause I haven't seen it in like with a crowd like that in a long time. Yeah. And like, I, I back to, you know, the day we went and the one thing about that movie is it's one of those movies. You are never going to get the ultimate enjoyment of seeing it for the first time because the way it's paced, the, the, the things you see in it that you've never seen before in terms of effects. It's, it really is magic the first time. But it made me relive a lot of that stuff and realize how many set pieces he had in that movie. Spirit. Oh my god! A lot.
0: Yeah, it's it's incredible. And uh, and the second and one... Sam,
1: Sam Neil, he
0: he's makes yeah, it a great. really
1: enjoyable ride. He's he's really like he's just likable.
0: Perfectly cast.
1: Yeah, he's really well cast.
0: Uh, everybody is, and uh, they're all back for the next one. Uh, Let me
1: ask you a question off the cuff. Let's just say hypothetically, they said, you know what, we want big star power. And they cast Harrison Ford in that movie. What do you think? What do you think? How do you think that would have played out?
0: I I don't know. It's hard to say because Harrison Ford is not a over the top big action star. Like if you ask me, what would they if Rock was a star? Then I'd say he'd be beating up dinosaurs. But
1: the fact is that. But Harrison Ford usually downplays
0: his roles. Harrison Ford plays characters that he's not stronger than everybody else. You know, as I, I
1: said, you know, we touched on this originally in Jurassic Park. They I think they were looking to cast William Hurt. Turned it down, and then Jeff Daniels turned it down. They went to uh, they went to uh, Sam Neill, and uh, and um, I, they got it right. They did. They got it right. But 100%. you know what's interesting? When I watched it again, I did realize one thing because I watched Jurassic World three on Peacock on my TV. I tell you, I have this TV in it. Okay, Jurassic right.
0: Park three.
1: Yeah, Jurassic right. Park three. Yeah. Right now, it plays Jurassic Park three. It plays like a you know an enjoyable time killer.
0: It plays like it, a Disney TV movie. Yeah,
1: but but here's the thing: it's, when it's you look at good. you look at Spielberg's direction in the original film, and and the, and the way it's shot in this, and, and then you look at like Jurassic Park three, it, it's it's not it's good. almost like it's a lazy day at the beach part three. I mean, really lazy day at the beach. Yeah. It does have its moments, though. It's not an it's not. Listen, I can I can sit down and watch it and say, you know, I, I, okay, I passed ninety minutes of my time. It was it was fine.
0: No well, Jurassic movies. Get... First of all, no Jurassic movie should be 90 minutes. No, and I
1: agree. Well, the you... ending looks like they they took a scissor to the reel. Right. Yeah. They, they, you know, oh, OK. Yeah. They're safe. All right. It's over.
0: Uh, All right. Well, we spent a lot of time on that, and I'm glad you had. I know path. we did. I mean, uh, Jurassic Park three. And uh, by the way, um,
1: you want me to I... go right direct headfirst into beyond the beside adventure? No, no,
0: no. OK, um, I won't. New movies that have come out. We talked about F9. Um, yeah, what'd we're gonna get, what did you see? What did you see? I got a chance to see Liam Neeson's new movie, um, The Ice Road, which came is, out.
1: Is, is it rated R?
0: No. Um, it's barely rated PG. <laughs> um, now, we're doing Liam Neeson, uh, his career a little bit later on, our favorite movies, our favorite roles from Liam Neeson. This one's nowhere near the top five. We're, we'll count down. But much like you've described Jurassic Park 3, for a Netflix movie with Liam Neeson in it, you're going to get through for about 105 minutes and you'll be fine. There's some good action scenes in it. Um, it's pretty straightforward. There's villains, there's good guys, there's bad guys, there's icy roads, and there's Liam Neeson, Chuck. It, it, it's really incredible, the assembly line of movies he's put out now, um, whether it be The Marksman or Cold Pursuit and, and, the, and the recent movies that have come out. Here's another one with Lawrence Fishburne as a a co-star who's pretty good in it. Doesn't have really enough screen time, but, uh, you know, it's good. Is he is he breaking any new ground? No. But is it perfect for a Netflix film with a big major movie star in it?
1: How 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 how, um, what were the production values? Good.
0: Pretty good. Yeah. But it probably plays better on the smaller screen. You
1: you, You think that was a quick
0: shoot? Yeah, probably. I would think so. It almost is. It almost feels like he shot it on the off days of Cold Pursuit, since they were in the locations. Let's just okay. do this movie over here and that movie over there. But again, it's you're not looking for them to move mountains. You're not paying, you know, twelve dollars to go to the movies and watch it on IMAX. You're 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 sitting at your you know cat cou- on your couch I, and you're watching Liam it. Neeson. So at that level, it's pretty good. And you know, it's not awful. It's but it's never going to reach the heights of the Takens and the, and the high points of his career. You just you kind of wish that, um, he, so you enjoyed it. I did, but you know, again, time passer more than anything else. If you, if you want to, if you're a fan of Liam Neeson and you want to watch a decent action movie and and that's fine. Yep. And that's all it is. But now I did see another movie. That's much better. That did play in theaters was one of the comeback movies in, in theaters. And that's Bob, Bob Odenkirk in nobody. I got a chance. What do you think? I got a chance to watch it over the week. And I got to tell you, it's pretty impressive. Very well-made movie. Um, There's some great set pieces. The fight scene on the bus that he has with five thugs is just incredible. And you're, you know, you forget you're watching Bob Odenkirk, a great comedian and writer and actor who's now become a budding action star. And it actually works. You go along for the ride to try to figure out are going to do a sequel. I think they should, too, because there's a really great turns by Christopher Lloyd's in it, too. It's one of his it's one of his best roles he's taken in a long time. He plays his dad in it. And you want to find out how this guy it you know, comes across as a nobody, but he really isn't. And you you'll enjoy his relationship with his wife, Connie Nielsen, as well, too. And as he's trying to win the respect of his two kids, especially his oldest son, you know, so gets- it's satisfying. Oh, yeah. He gets robbed in the middle of the night and he doesn't come through, and his son just is like, Come on, dad. And and you don't know why he doesn't fight back until you start learning more about his character. And there's some some great action sequences and really great choreography in the fight And you could tell that the director. Was meticulous in, in making the fight scenes absolutely perfect, and uh, but I tell you, he pulls it off. Odenkirk, he's really good. Um, would love to see him more. You know, Better Call Saul and 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 that great series, uh, with the uh, with Brian Cranston too. Um, the well, why is the name escaping me? The the, he's the drug Breaking, ba- breaking bad. bad, yeah, Breaking Bad, yeah. and yeah. and he's done great work on on the Post and stuff like that. So Odenkirk, you know, it'd be interesting to see where he takes his career now. I'm, I'm not too sure I want to see him in too many action So movies. you want
1: Liam Neeson to retire and Odenkirk to come and replace? Well, I mean, it's
0: funny. It's funny is because you watch this movie, it, and you're like, well, this could have been a Liam Neeson movie. Now, do you think Liam Neeson is getting a let little- Let me finish. I wasn't, yeah. let me finish. All right. You, you could see this being 25 years ago, a Liam Neeson movie before mm-hmm. Taken, because this was the type of movie you would never expect Liam Neeson to do until now. So it, it's interesting to see. It'd be like st- if Steve Carell did a movie like this, right? This, you don't expect these guys to turn into action stars, but it works. And I think that's part of it. I think this if this starred Liam Neeson, it probably wouldn't have had the same effect.
1: Now, do you think Liam Neeson is starting to get a little longer in the tooth to do these type of movies? Yes or no?
0: I would probably say yes. And 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 you, I'm glad you brought that up. So I would defi- definitely recommend both of them. Uh, I, but nobody is much, much better, higher quality film. So uh, you can rent that now. Uh, on streaming, but I'm glad you brought up long in the tooth. One of the first movie news we wanted to get to is the injury to Indiana Jones. He's 80 and he got hurt and they're shutting down production. Oh,
1: he's 78. <laughs> he That's it. I'm 70. rounding, I'm be rounding be se- up. Well, it, when you get to that level, each year counts. So it'll be 79 in July. He hurt his shoulder doing a rehearsal for a fight stunt in the latest Indiana Jones movie directed by James Mangold. Um, but listen, in all the Indiana Jones, and one of them he he ripped his ACL. He's 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 had injuries in all these movies. The difference is he's he's a little older now. No, the
0: longer, yeah.
1: So I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean this is really gonna be it's gonna what's gonna be interesting is how are they gonna pull off these action sequences? There's a female lead in the movie, are they gonna give her a sizable amount of the action stuff? Are they going to use a lot of CGI gonna or have the to. aging or, yeah. or I don't want to see stunt doubles. No, no, I don't no, want to d- notice them. I don't want to see them. I don't want to see
0: them. I don't want to see the Irishman stuff either though. I don't want to, I, I mean, this room is
1: going to do flashbacks with that stuff. I don't uh, uh, really want to go there. Yeah, I don't, but I'm I'm I think they ready. might.
0: I'm not ready for that either. Actually. Uh, uh, I well, don't think be-
1: fans would like that.
0: No, but I, I think fans are liking the, the set uh, pictures taken for the flash Chuck as they get a little quick Peek yeah, at. Uh, I agree. Bruce Wayne, Michael uh, Keaton looks pretty good, an aged Bruce Wayne, but he's there. It's it's going to be him. I hope he gets um, a lot of screen time. Yeah, I just how uh, much how
1: much screen time do you think he's going to get in the Batman Cal? I don't know. Ho- hope a
0: lot. I I you would think so, but um I I don't know. That's a great question. Um, will he have a fight scene? And I can talk about another older guy. You know, is he gonna? But it would be interesting to explore that character aged. Maybe that
1: samurai guy from Batman with the swords will come out (laughs) and uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know, no, but seriously, wouldn't it be interesting to see this character as an aged individual and what he would be doing in his older years? Yeah.
1: The the question is how much screen time and story development is that specific character, Bruce Wayne, an aging Bruce Wayne played by uh, Michael Keaton going to get? Yeah. I hope a lot. I mean, that's what fans want to see. They'll love it. That movie will make a fortune if they do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But Ben Ben Affleck's in it too, right?
1: I I, I, I know there's different timelines of Batman. A, 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 I mean, I wonder if they're going to surprise and try to get Christian Bale back.
0: I yeah. Or, jo-
1: or Joseph Gordon-Levitt pops up as the yeah. Batman.
0: Yeah, well, you know, Adam West ain't going to make it. That's the only no. bad bad part. He's not going to be able to. No, to Val Kilmer is not going to be. Val Kilmer is probably not going to be hanging around the set. And no.
1: George Clooney, he'll never be on that set.
0: No, um, Chuck also got a chance to see that. Uh, Rogue One, Um, they're making the sequel. Obviously, Star Wars Rogue Squadron going to be written by Matthew Robinson, who's done a couple of stuff, including the Dora movies. Um,
1: Theaters are Disney.
0: I have the premieres to December 22nd, 2023. Filming is set for next year. I don't know where this story is going to go, um, but I am a huge fan of Rogue One. But this is probably the next. This is a Disney production, obviously. It's just a question of will we be back to normal enough where it's not Premiering opposite Mandalorian.
1: I don't know. We'll see. You have a problem with Pixar not releasing knowing the theaters. I don't. Know if we touched on this last week, knowing the theaters needed product, not releasing this movie in the theaters. They could have said, hey, listen. We're gonna give it to the theaters also. I, it seems a, a little mean
0: spirited, no? A little bit, and and it's interesting you bring that up because I forgot Luca, to, right? Was yeah, it Luca, Luca. Yeah, yeah okay. my, uh, my daughter and I watched it last weekend too after the show. What do you think? It, it's good. It's it's as you know, Pixar never misses. So, so
1: it, it so it could have played been, absolutely. And you know, and listen, they needed a Father's Day weekend.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's they weird. needed that movie. Yeah, it, it would have been. It would have done decent business too, I would think. And it would, you know, yeah. Well, it's, it's just as good as Onward, which came out right before the pandemic. And that was a big Pixar movie in the early portions of 2020. And uh, it, it did, I'm sure when it was went into production, it was going to be a major release for Pixar. And it's just as good as the other ones. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it is a little bit mind boggling. The last thing, speaking of Disney, I see they're making another movie of a theme park ride, Chuck, and that's Tower of Terror. And it looks like Scarlett Johansson's going to be in it. Now, they have an- Well,
1: boy, they write a check-in. This big star's come a-running, huh?
0: I tell you what. And, uh, well, Pirates of the Caribbean, the exception, they're movies based on theme park rides. I, I guess the, they did the Haunted House one, right, with Eddie Murphy. We're waiting on Jungle Cruise, which is still yet to come out. It's coming out later this summer. Um, am I missing one here? Is there other uh, theme park rides? It's like uh, you build a ride and then you make a, a movie around it. Probably uh, just oh, by the g- way, did
1: you you get it? Did you get a chance to watch a, the newest trailer to Halloween Kills?
0: I did not. Tell me about it.
1: OK, I got to tell you, uh it's pretty intense. I mean, they go. They, the trailer shows what the title is. I mean, it shows Michael Myers eradicating a lot of people, including the fire department in the opening sequence. Oh, boy. Try, try to, you know, put the house out in the last film that was burning, where he's burning. Uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode is completely unhinged. Oh, and, and, and this movie. But uh, what what it does is, is everybody knows and is after Michael Myers in this movie. Gotcha. Um, so it, becomes... it, is, it looks ultra R rated, like really nasty slasher stuff.
0: Well, that's interesting. Um... But
1: it did test. They say it's it's tested through the roof. And, and if you like Halloween slasher movies, it's awesome. Bloom house I mean, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis getting a huge check, obviously, for these movies. Most and importantly, and she deserves it because they wouldn't work, they wouldn't have the box office without her. No any way.
0: appearance by Buster Rhymes?
1: You know, it, no, uh, but it does show Anthony Michael Hall. If you watch the trailer carefully, you do see him for like two seconds. He's playing, okay. um uh, he's playing, um, the, boy. the character, yeah, yeah, that Paul right. Rudd played in Halloween from, yeah. the, from the first film,
0: yeah, her, her I forgot brother, the name. right? Huh, her yeah. little brother, yeah, 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 uh, Laurie Strode's brother. Yeah, well, listen.
1: Well, no, 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 because you know Halloween two doesn't exist. So, oh, uh, that's right, that's so right. He's just a, you know, he's just he's a just a kid. normal guy. He's, he's just, just a babysitting.
0: A uh, but, uh, is the psychiatrist in it from the from the last one? Because that's really where the storyline yeah, is. I, like,
1: I, 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 it begins th- and ends. No, I didn't see him in the yeah. Trailer.
0: That was uh, that was really what the movie was all about. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, all right, Chuck. Uh, let's. We're gonna get to. Um, to, well, I got to ask you, you've got to have movie news before we get to Fast Five. And then we're going to talk I, I, about I, what Hesley. I
1: have is this week in movie history. So June 25th, 1997, Independence Day.
0: Oh, boy. Another landed one of in, our uh, land, landed
1: in the theaters. And, you know, we've gone on record saying, you know, of, in all lifetime, you know, a handful of of the best popcorn, tenpole movies that we've seen in theaters that were exciting and delivered and memorable. Jurassic Park in 93, obviously. But Independence Day was, in my opinion, equally as cool. I mean, I thought that movie delivered in space. I remember you calling me up, talking about how exciting it was in the first act when the dog, yeah. when Vivica A. Fox's dog yeah. jumps in, is, gets saved, and then it goes to black, and it goes to act two. Uh, that was good stuff. That movie delivered. And, and for people who don't re- know this, uh, an interesting footnote to movie history, in the Will Smith role, Ethan Hawke was originally cast and then for whatever reason, he don't like to do blockbusters. He bowed out uh, at the last minute and then they bring in Will Smith. And let's be honest, it made Will Smith, the movie star.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And, 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 and it was interesting is, you know, Will Smith, he's not in the movie for like for the first 20 minutes and then becomes a the focal point, One of the focal points in the movie, but what an ensemble. I mean, Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, uh, Bill Pullman, who gives that iconic, Fourth of July speech, speech and yeah. uh Randy Quaid,
0: Harry Connick,
1: Harry Connick, gay Fox. I yeah. mean it, it's such a good case, such a good case. And it's before Roland Emmerich completely went over the rails. He's like Erwin Allen. He he just he went too silly.
0: Yeah, he like, went over the top. He, he killed too went many over, people. He went
1: over the top An Independence Day, who We make believe doesn't exist for people who are listening. I got to definitely does did, not exist.
0: I did rewatch it with my daughter. She watched and, it for the first time and, and she loved it. It was really. Know, but I, the, no, not the second one. The first. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was going to my, my, my point being is that watching it, knowing the second one exists. Yeah, let take away from it a little mm, bit.
1: I, I make believe it doesn't, though. I watched it. actually I mean, did Robert, I tell you I got a 65 inch 4K? So anyway, honest. Robert Loggia,
0: though, I mean, it's like, yeah. Oh, you know, that's horrible. Uh, what they just, do that with the CGI. Oh my God. But uh, uh, it, it, listen,
1: first of all, if you're going to make it. That movie came 20 years later, right? Independence, they do. If you going to make a movie twenty years later, Roland have the respect of the audience to actually have a script that's viable, not something you wrote in a bathroom on a napkin in between lunch break. I mean, come on,
0: it's so that bad. that script sucked. It's so bad, everything about it, and it, it, it everything about it. And then- and let's
1: be honest, there is a uh, listen. We're all getting older. Nobody's young. Nobody stays young. Every day we grow a little older. But even Jeff Goldblum, like to see his character older, it's just different. Yeah. And Bill Pullman. What did the hell did they? What did they do with his character,
0: dude? And, I know and, he's not
1: the president, but he's like he's like a he's in like a walker. I mean, <laughs> like what? And then Brett Spinner, Brett, Spider, Spider comes,
0: Brett, Brett Spinner comes back uh, as the uh, one of the worst characters in a science fiction movie ever. They bring him back like audience. You're pining for this guy to not have died in the first Awful. one. Oh, my God. And
1: if they Fox, he goes to a doctor. What way? And then they kill her off. Right. She's she doctor. like, what are
0: you doing? <laughs> when they're writing down the first time, bad. the first treatment of this, of the, of, of the script, they wrote yeah. down, she's going to be a doctor. Like a, she was a strip. I mean, not that it can't be done. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. But I mean, that's a, it, that's as hard to believe as aliens coming down and blowing us all up. But I'm sorry, but, um. Interesting that that came out, obviously, Independence Day. And it really, it made Will Smith the Independence Day star after a while, right? He started oh, doing heck yeah. All his movies came out on Independence Day. But that, uh, listen,
1: there should have been a sequel to that movie three years later. Not yeah, 20 probably, years later.
0: Probably, probably. Probably.
1: It's almost stunning that they didn't make a sequel. I mean, tw- it was released by 20th Century Fox. True. And they're as greedy as anybody, right? And it's not like so any like- of
0: those stars were huge movie stars at the time. I mean, they were, you know. Goldblum had the Jurassic Park, but he
1: had it. But it made Bill Pullman a big name.
0: May Bill Pullman it.
1: Man, he's awesome in that movie. Yeah,
0: they're all and Randy Quaid. It was his last inch of sanity. Um, and then he morphed into the actual character in real life. It seems like so. Yes, uh, it, it is fun to watch again. It does bring up a lot of great mo- memories of going to the movies it's and good memory. Yep. And the other
1: the other popcorn movie, probably the first Avengers movie, I thought it was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, Hulk very smash. Awesome. Yeah. I thought
1: that really delivered big. Oh,
0: uh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Hulk smash. When yep. he says that, uh, that's a great scene. Uh, that's a great, great movie. And uh, I, I need to watch that again. I haven't seen it in, in quite some do you time. Remember the
1: event of Ab- do you remember the event of Beyond a Ab- Beside? Do you remember the event of Beyond a Beside no. like I said, no. uh Okay. Now, uh, my memory's fading. I, I don't know.
0: Chuck, uh, let's do fast five before we count down Liam Neeson's best movie roles. Uh, give it and a we'll shot. Start, since we're talking about Roland Emmerich, I'm sure you'll bring uh, up uh, the day after tomorrow but let's talk about john kuzak whose finer moments were long 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 time ago um if you look at his imdb john kuzak john kuzak i never, gotta tell here, you right now here let me tell to, you something let me tell to, you something wait wait sell wait wait, wait a second wait a yeah. second calm down i know it's you time. want to get to we're trying to to, to to the day after tomorrow but i just want to recap his last six movies where that would never be 2012 t- 12, ne- 2012 right yeah never yeah. grow old river runs red distorted singularity stop me when you've seen these movies blood money arsenal uh dragon blade reclaim <laughs> loving well love and mercy <laughs> i haven't cell, seen any of them sell sell the i oh. listen to
1: sells based on a stephen king short novel right yeah bad movie so i i i rented it i remember it didn't play in theaters so i rent it on red box i pop it in first 10 minutes that's interesting and then, holy smoke it's just horrible. I mean, it's like the, the whole movie takes place in a room. They have no money. There's no budget. Q6 hairpiece is
0: oh, questionable
1: man. at best. And it's just it's horrible.
0: And and here's a guy. And uh, she uh, Say
1: anything. Say anything. Mike. She say
0: anything is, is the movie. You're right. But yeah. Chi rock. I'm sorry. I'm getting to more. The Prince. Drive My fidelity is good. Drive hard. The bagman. Adult yeah. world. And here's a guy who actually has the guts to say, you know what? I'll just do Hot Tub Time Machine Two. I'll do an unrated, uncredited uh, role in this. He turns down the sequel to a semi-successful comedy that he did to do all this other schlock. Maybe the producers of Hot Tub Time Machine Two didn't even want him for the second movie. Chuck,
1: listen, 2012. At least that movie had a you know 150 million dollar budget. He's yeah. still very viable. He's actually really he's fun in that movie. You my he opinion. is.
0: And he, look, he's I mean, done. yeah, the,
1: the, the last act when they go into uh, like the. Uh, the, the the big shit like yeah I mean you don't it's need crazy. that but the setup the first half of that movie is enjoyable I think it's enjoyable.
0: Well, he I liked went it. way over the. He kills way too many people in that movie. It's for I mean billions of people are dying. Yeah, and I'm supposed to care about a little chihuahua making it on a boat. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, I what know. are we doing? The Russian characters are bad. Yeah, I get stuff.
1: it. I get it. The second half stuff is is a is problematic, but the first half of that movie is good. And it del- if you like disaster, and Cusick's an interesting he's an interesting lead in that type of material. Cause he's having a good time. I think he never take, does he take his sunglasses off in that movie? I don't know. <laughs> he just started, you know, he did a convention a couple of years ago, which was his first. And somebody told me what he wore sunglasses the whole time. Yeah. Like he didn't really want to be there, but he took the money. And actually just pounced off the top of my head. I saw on Facebook uh, on social media, Michael J Fox is going to do a convention, right? With Christopher Lloyd back to the future. And, Michael J. Fox is here one night by himself. Christopher Lloyd arrives the next day. $350 for an autographed wow. picture with Michael J. Fox and to shake his hand. Holy wow. smoke, Mike. That I mean, if, he's, if he has the line that I think he'll have, I get why these people. I mean, that is a lot of money.
0: That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Would you
1: um, pay $350 for anybody? No. No, nah, me neither. No.
0: Uh, but getting back to Cusack, he I mean, obviously say anything we're both huge fans of, but you make fun of his high fidelity. is good. Yeah. Late career is bad, but he's done a lot of great stuff early in his career and a perfect cast. is good. And he's perfectly casting Conair Con Air too, I too. Oh, I that love was, that movie. That was well done to put him yeah, in. That what should we talk
1: about? We, we yeah. that's uh, the repeatability enjoyment factor on that is uh, very high.
0: And it's ironic that the two leads in that movie just can't find their way right now. Um, Chuck, the, the, and, and, the
1: industry has changed,
0: and John Malkovich now has a straight to streaming movie. I remember I sent you the preview for yeah, that. Another did. head scratch, and I did send Chuck another preview for another brand new Bruce Willis movie where he plays second billing to uh, to that 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 Fox, Megan Fox. So it's good to see things are looking up for Bruce Willis as we anticipate another John McClellan. I'm looking at the Live Free or Die Hard movie poster as I do this podcast, Chuck, and I just cannot. We're never going to be going back there, are we? It, you know what's funny is we make fun of the you hate that live free, die hard. The, the, the next one with die hard. Good day to yeah. die hard. Yes, but I don't you, like it. But if you look at it now, I get, for, it. I
1: get it. It's a lot better than the shock he's doing. Yes, exactly. It's but like it's not a die hard movie. That's the no, thing.
0: It, it, yeah. it plays more like his movies that he's releasing now than it does like the John McClane movies. And and it's really a shame, really a shame. Uh, Chuck, how about Mel Brooks? Uh, one of the great comedy writers, directors, and even actors too, who is, uh, believe, ninety six years old this weekend. Wow! I mean, it's easy to say "Blazing Saddles" and and "Young Frankenstein" right off the bat. Yeah. Um, does it begin? I I'm a huge um high high anxiety fan myself. You know, he only directed eleven films, Chuck.
1: Now, let me ask you a question. His one of his last ones with uh, uh um, Leslie Ann Warren. What was the name of that?
0: Oh, Life, Life Stinks. stinks. Okay. Life Stinks.
1: I remember going to see Life Stinks. Not that I'm picking Life Stinks, because it would be the two would be Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein for me. Yeah. But um, when I went to see Life Stinks, I remember watching it I because I, I used to go to movies by myself a lot. I, I remember seeing it opening day on a Friday afternoon. And I'm, I'm watching it and going, you know, this movie's really not funny, but it sort of worked on a different level. Mm-hmm. And I like his chemistry with her. And he's the star of the movie. Yeah, that's what's interesting yeah, about it. Yeah, and and I sort of respected it because it, it was just different. Now a lot of people in the last like ten years have said, "Oh, he, he should do." He was going to direct a sequel to Spaceballs. Spaceballs is good too. Uh, was ahead of its time, and then it got rediscovered. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, he he he's not going to direct a studio movie in '96. He's never going to no. happen.
0: His last movie was Dracula dead. And what loving does he it.
1: think? What does he think he is? Clint Eastwood?
0: No, his last <laughs> movie, his last movie was Dracula dead and loving it. Nineteen ninety five, believe it or not. That is hard to believe. Uh, that was a Leslie Nielsen comedy, too. And, you know, um, he did the Robin Hood movie in ninety three. But really, yeah, yeah. back to uh, 1974, he releases. Let, Blazing and, and let's, Saddles be, let's and be honest, things.
1: in two thousand twenty one. A lot of the ideas that he had. Like, like the Robin the spoof stuff, yeah. Theme, it's not gonna work anymore. No,
0: no, the, the it, it's sort of in
1: there, done there. Yeah, that satire is gonna work. work anymore. You no. know, uh, Leslie Nielsen uh, was the I mean, the naked gun movies were uh, they were, they, you know, some of the stuff in those movies were awesomely funny.
0: And let me tell you, so we 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 did rank our 10 favorite comedies of all time, and, and both of us loved that movie, and my daughter. Enjoys all three of those naked gums. She sat through. Yeah, all three here's she the thing she I it. think
1: naked, naked gun, two and a half is the weakest, but the first one is, is a classic. It's perfect. But part it's three, perfect. the Oscar ceremony <laughs> in part three is classic. Yeah. I mean, like, I was like pe- peeing myself, yeah, it's laughing funny. so hard. That is it's stuff, funny. some great stuff.
0: Uh, Chuck, how about Kathy Bates, a oh, great illustrious? Misery. Career. Uh,
1: well, it would be misery because she, she won the Oscar, but. You know, she she's good in Titanic and she's good in a, about Schmidt with uh, with yep. Nicholson. And she's yep. she's great. I mean, she's she's an icon, that woman.
0: Yeah, she is. She's she had a great runner in uh, the office, too. She had a good uh, uh, little short stint on the office as well. She, yeah. she
1: she knows how to play
0: comedy, too. And I'll tell you, you know, I th- we both liked Richard Jewell. You liked it a little more than I did. But I, I, I liked it a lot. She excelled in that movie. I that thought that movie she was I great. liked a lot. I thought she nobody was great. went to see
1: that movie. <laughs> It's a good story. It's actually yeah, a really interesting story. It's a fascinating story. story yeah, yeah,
0: fascinating story.
1: And, and like, that actor who's done a lot of goofy content, he's fantastic in yeah, that movie.
0: Yeah. Chuck, how about um, Tobey Maguire, obviously forever known as Spider-Man and Peter Parker. And will um, he
1: pop up in the newest Spider-Man?
0: Who knows? And he hasn't really done much of anything except well, he voice did, he the Boss Steve
1: Baby. Yeah, he Steve- loves Biscuit. And, 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 and he played uh, Bobby Fischer, right?
0: Uh, yeah, that was later on, but not many people saw that movie. Uh, yeah. The Cider House Rules. I love that movie a lot. I think he's great in it. Yeah, I he's just, good. He just—it's an work interesting
1: creature He's made a lot of money. He's married. I think he's married to the daughter of Universal Studios pre- president. I don't know. Like, he's got a lot of money. He, he was in Great Gatsby also, but yeah. um. I, I got to tell you,
0: he hasn't. But Chuck, I, I, he played I, loved pa- I loved him as Spider-Man. I really yeah, he's did. great. But, but he was Peter in Bobby Parker. Fisher. He was in Pawn Sacrifice. That oh, yeah. Pawn seven, Sacrifice. That yeah, was right. seven years ago. He hasn't made a movie since he he was. Why? The, he's the he's the voice of the boss, baby, he's the narrator of the movie. That's it.
1: Very it's interesting.
0: Very weird. Very weird career. Um, he, he's it's to me. He hasn't recovered from dancing down the street in Spider-Man three. Um, he hasn't really done anything on screen of note. Last but certainly not least, Chuck, I I put him in here because he turned 70. Look, I'll say Robert Davi, but not many people will know who that is. You and I will know who that is. So, Robert Davi is 70 years old. To to me, is he Big Johnson from Die Hard or is it the Goonies? And is that what you think? Yeah, I I
1: go with the Goonies first. I go with the Goonies first. I'm surprised he's only 70. I got to be honest with you.
0: He's He's also a a good villain.
1: He's a good villain in the Timothy Dalton Bond movie. Um,
0: Oh, the, uh, the 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 license to kill, right? License to kill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's face it. He's a villain. He's in so good in everything. the. Bomb. He's so good. Yeah, he is. Well, he's got a face. He, when you look at him, you
1: go, yeah, it's a villain."
0: Yeah. You no, know?
1: he, he's, he's funny. Came... He, that carrot. Listen, that character, The character Johnson and Johnson and Die Hard. Oh, let's so be honest. Funny. You're, you're dancing a tightrope in that type of movie. Will it work? Will it, but it works.
0: I love it, but it I, works just like it, Saigon. It, I love that line. That
1: movie, it needed the comic relief and it got it. it, and, did. it and It got it in spades.
0: It did. Uh, I, it, and uh, he adds to it. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of characters in that movie that come and go, but that character is Johnson and Johnson and a nice little wink in the third one too. If you remember one of the agents names is Johnson in the in the van when uh, when John McClane meets the FBI again. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's I a didn't realize nice that. Nice okay. little nod to the to the original there too. That's a
1: nice summer movie, huh? Die oh, Hard with the, a vengeance.
0: That that is a summer movie, and no that's a great about.
1: New York City movie. I, we did, we both say the ending's botched, but that's a damn good movie.
0: And you know, uh, Live Free Die Hard is a good summer movie too. Yeah, I listen on Independence I, Day. I don't
1: want to bounce into Die Hard, but to me, I got to tell you, I love the first four Die Hard's. I, I like them all. And yeah. And uh. It's amazing about directors because the director of Live Free or Die Hard is the same guy who, well, he did the underworld movies. He was married to Kate uh, Beckett Sale. He divorced. But this is the same guy who did the horrible, 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 horrible remake of Total Recall. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how you do something. It's almost like what Joseph Sargent did, taking a Pelham One Two Three in the seventies, and does *Joys the Revenge*. It's like, is this really the same person?
0: Well, doesn't it really all come down to the script, right? If you're not going to have, a, I, I think you, there's you know. a
1: lot of, I think it's a, I think it's a script, but I think there's a lot of, I think the production crew you have, I, I think this, the studio backing, uh, there's a lot of different factors I think that goes into it. I really, and all, and and also this one word which is good in life, it's called luck. Yeah. You know, Timing. sometimes Timing's it's, mo- it's I, movie mag- listen, die hard, the original, is movie magic. Yeah. Right? Back yeah. to the future is movie magic. These are rare. These are this doesn't happen.
0: No. They're hard a lot. to find. They're hard to find. Uh Chuck and and the the elements in, in Live Free Die Hard, you know. Olafon's really good. Justin Long's really good. Maggie Q's really good. The one acrobatic bad guy's really. Good. There's a lot his of good fi- his stuff. fight scene with Maggie Q's awesome. Great. Yeah, it's it's really good. Um, it's an underrated action movie, and I dare people to go back and watch and, it. And again.
1: the people who like some, this people who really like it, and this people who just dismiss it as bad, they're out of no. their mind. That movie's no. good.
0: If if not anything, it's created a great tête-à-tête between uh, Kevin Smith and Bruce Willis. Yeah, it, and, and it has the stories. length
1: of a Die Hard movie.
0: Yes. My hard
1: movies need to be over two hours. They Sorry. Do. They, they do. just do. You, uh,
0: you and that, Mary that Elizabeth wants le- uh-huh. that too. We we yes. didn't even, she's in it too. She's really good as well. Yeah. Um, all right, Chuck, let's talk Liam Neeson now, who's got a brand new movie out in well, on Netflix. Um, and he is actually pushing 70 years old. He just turned 69 this year. I'm gonna ask you this before we get to his top five. First time you remember seeing him on the big screen. I remember the first time I saw him on the big screen. Do you remember? What movie it was?
1: Oh, boy. Well, uh, my number five is, is going to be Dark Man. So uh, because is that, I, yours? That, that, that was that is my number five because it, it, it I didn't just. So the caveat here, I went with Liam Neeson movies where he stars. Yeah, I love Batman Begins. It's my favorite Batman movie, and I think he's really good in it. But I didn't pick it because it's not really a Liam Neeson movie. It's a Christian Bale movie. Right. Right. So uh, so but I did I went with Dark Man as my number five because it came out the year after Batman is directed by Sam Raimi. It has his usual wacky camera work and, and just weird, you know, uh, stuff that he, you know, that he, that he uh, was used to doing with Bruce Campbell. He's he the back uh,
0: screen a lot. He's he the back it, screen a lot. A lot of Yeah. Different and kind of it's, it is yeah. A,
1: it's sort of a bizarre movie, but it was a hit, but it, it tried to piggyback off the success of the superhero movie, which was Batman in 89. Yeah. And, and, and it, you know, it, it did fairly well for Universal Pictures. And it was an, really it was an interesting performance by Liam Neeson that uh, that always stuck in my mind. It was just different.
0: Well, it's interesting. Francis McDormand's in that, too. Very yes, young. right? Is. And yeah. uh, I wasn't a big fan of it. And, and, uh, and the
1: villain, the villain was from, uh, uh,
0: L.A. Law. Right. That yeah, guy. yeah. 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 And he they actually ended up making a couple of sequels with nobody except him involved. Right. As the bad guy. They a used more-
1: uh, they used the guy from The Mummy. The villain from the mummy. Gotcha. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I forget his who, name. I, uh,
1: what's his name? Uh, is with a V. I know exactly
0: person. who you are. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Those, uh, those,
1: those are what those were what called director DVD, uh, director D, uh, VHS sequels back yes. in the day.
0: Yeah. Well, the first time I remember seeing him on a big screen, it wasn't, he's not on my list, but I remember him in Suspect as the homeless guy. In the trial with uh Cher and uh, Dennis Quaid, I, uh, do you remember that movie? It was a good co- courtroom drama. It I, the it. I also John Mahoney. remember we,
1: he, I remember him in, uh, in, in Leap of Faith, right? With C. Maude, a little
0: bit later on in his career. I mean, you're talking, yeah, but he
1: wasn't he wasn't a bit he wasn't big yet.
0: I don't know, he I, wasn't was he? huge yet. So what year so he was, was that? Well,
1: it... Man came out in '90. so when did uh.
0: Leap of a Faith is ninety two.
1: Okay, so yeah. yeah, he was a name.
0: All right. Um, I, uh, he was also uh, the brother and next of kin, right? Remember yeah, with was. Patrick Swayze. He's also in Satisfaction, the Justine Bateman movie oh, that boy. came out. And don't forget, he's the director in the Deadpool. He's a villain. I know. In I know the, that one of the uh, Dirty Harry movies, I right? Know so yeah, a lot of good stuff that he did. That, but you didn't know who the hell he was, right? To me, um, my number five is one of his later movies where he's kind of fallen into that same character over and over again, post taken. He's got like two careers taken and you know, post taken and pre taken this one's a post taken one. It's called run all night with, uh, Ed Harris. His son accidentally kills, uh, in yeah. defense, kills Ed Harris's son. Who's a, who's a hitman in and uh, who's a gangster in New York city. So the whole move takes place in one night as Liam Neeson tr- tries to protect his son from getting killed and, and his son's yeah. wife. And it, this is a really good. And flick, it's Chuck. after
1: taking everything. It's after taking. Taken. It's, it, it's, yep. it's his new career trajectory.
0: Yep. right? And this one works From all the ones that came out after him. And I think a lot of it has to do with the director of run all night, who he's worked with a few times. And another one of his movies that are on my list. And that's Swami Chole Sarai. Saray is yeah. the director's name. It really works. Ed Harris is a great villain. Um, Commons in it as well. He plays a hitman in it. Genesis Rodriguez is a good flick, Chuck. Um, run all night. And he plays Jimmy Conlon in it. And, uh, you know, one another one of those. I, he's an Irishman in New York. That's another thing with Liam Neeson. He's always an American with a deep, dark Irish rogue. He, yes. Sometime in his lifetime, he came over from the from that island to this to, to the to the uh, to United States. They never explain it in any of his movies, except you just figure he's. Well, they didn't do it, it when,
1: when Michael Caine.
0: They right. never explained it right. either. Right. You
1: know, it, but, you know, what is Captain Michael Turner? Have an English accent on the Poseidon,
0: right? I mean, yeah, it, it makes uh, it. It's still to this day begs for a sequel, so we can ex- understand the character's behavior in that film. Chuck, this, what was your number four?
1: I went with Love Actually.
0: Yeah, that's was, my number four as well. I, 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 I
1: love well, one. I love that movie. Two. What what's interesting about Love Actually? It is a uh, it, it is a movie that feels like a family film, but it it is got Far we like, some serious adult sensibility and unforgiving plot turns. Um,
0: well, I mean, and, and let's face and it. And I love it, though. Let's face it. but he, point-
1: he, He's so likable. Yeah. He's, he's really the heart. Him and the boy, his son, the heart of the movie. Well, the- and that, that scene at the airport at the end, when it all yeah. comes together and all these yeah. characters intertwine and it all pays off. It's so well done. It's that it's one pays off the movie.
0: That one pays off the most because that's the purest love story in the whole movie. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of flawed love stories in this. Well, movie. What's but-
1: really interesting about English humor is that. It has the nerve. An unforgiving way to to really. It, it, it's not. It's not going for political correctness. No, it's honest. honest. That's what it's it's honest. honest. I mean, you know, when people I I screened this movie privately, right. At at, uh, Christmas, the year before last. Right. So we're watching it and I could tell the audience it was like 30 people. You could feel in the Alan Rickman storyline.
0: Right. The uncomfortableness of it. Right. Yes.
1: And they're waiting for it. They're waiting for it to turn the way they want to see it. But it doesn't.
0: Well, it's very honest. And people would criticize you know, these love stories and how they materialize in this movie today. But like it's if they made this real right. If they made this movie now, it would get torn to pieces. The fact that an older character like you, Hugh, uh, uh, Hugh grant who's, who's older would, would uh, romance a young girl who's a, a worker? And he's I mean, in they, a position of power exactly. So they would they would tear these movies. The other guy from The Walking Dead is basically a stalker in this film. And, Andrew and, Lincoln, yeah, and and so there's a lot of flaw. And not but, only that,
1: she appears to have a really happy marriage, right? And
0: she appears also to be very young, which she was in that film. Yeah, as and, well. but
1: but but she also. Like you could t- she's also attracted to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely. it is completely
1: unconventional. It's com- it, love. Actually is completely unconventional in terms of Hollywood storytelling, but yes. it is also very real in a real life way that might make some people a little uncomfortable. Having said that, I still think 99% of people who watch it will be highly entertained and enjoy the heck out of it.
0: Yeah, I got, I agree. Uh, that's why it's my number four, too. And I'll bring up my number three real quick, too. And, and it is Batman Begins. I, I do like what you did. And you well, wanted okay. the movie he All started. Right. But I thought his turn as Ducard in that was just really good. And it shows you how he really built the Batman, right? He's the guy responsible for building uh, what Batman would become. And then eventually, yeah, I mean, it's, it's
1: really that script. That's, that is a really good script. It is my favorite superhero movie. I, I and I, I know it's going to sound ridiculous. I'm going to tell you I do watch it almost parts of it almost every day yeah, on my TV. It, it it's um it's a great origin story. And he adds he adds a lot to it. He's really he has, he's really good. A lot
0: of depth. A lot and a great fight scene at the end on the subway, and he pops up again in the in the last one too for for a quick cameo. Right, as well. he does. Um, so I, I love that character and I liked him a lot in that. So I put it on my list. But I do like your idea of like, well, let's just try to stick to pure Liam Neeson move. But then again, Love Actually was an ensemble movie. Well, so, I understand. Except so, he yeah. it,
1: it, it wasn't playing the villain though. But I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, um, my uh, number three. My number three. I went with the gray.
0: Um, yeah, good movie. I,
1: I'm a big, I'm a big fan of this film. Uh, I, I was compelled when I watched it, and again, it's not a typical Liam Neeson movie because it's, it's, it's grittier. It's, it's it has dark elements to it. Uh, survivalist tale, and um, he's really good in it. And uh, I was completely captivated. I, I give this movie like a nine out of ten. It was really, really good.
0: It's it, it ends a bit on a bummer, right? It doesn't. Yeah, really, it does. It doesn't have a payoff at the end. But Joe Carnahan really didn't care much. He's a good, great writer, director. He's the one who. who now, he, let me
1: ask you a question. Joe Carnahan originally had the script to do the remake of Death Wish. Yeah. And he tried to get it off the ground. It was supposedly going to star Liam Neeson in the Paul Kersey role. Let's be honest. That would have fit him like a glove. Right. Yeah. That would have been the right director. And, and then it ultimately goes into turnaround. Eli, Eli Roth gets it. And then Bruce Willis becomes Kersey, and I mean it's it's a watchable. Well, it know, is what it is. But it's
0: interesting because he was probably did the gray off of the A team because of his relationship with yes. Liam Neeson, right? So yeah, correct, you know, and he, he
1: would have did. He probably would have did the Paul Kersey role.
0: Yep. Yeah. And and, and by the way, bring up the A team, very watchable. I mean, it's oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, and he's a good Hannibal in it. He's he, he's every good as George Pappard, right? I mean, he's yeah. fine in it. Uh, yeah, th- th- that movie uh, somehow gets forgotten. And uh, I just
1: want to say it didn't make my top five. but cold pursuit would have been six. I, yeah, I'm a big, I know I'm you a like big that. Movie. I'm a big fan of that movie also.
0: And the gray probably would have been my number six as well, Chuck. Um, but let's move on here. I'm going to go to my number two. And to me, uh, and we've done a, a, a list of. Fa- favorite uh, movies about airplanes and airports. I love Nonstop. I just think that that's it's just a perfect If they would have packaged that movie as an airport 2010, it would have worked for me that way. But it also works as a post take in film. It's got great action scenes. It's kind of a whodunit as well. It's very suspenseful. Um, he's very good opposite Julianne Moore. <sighs> I, I love Nonstop a lot. It's,
1: it's fun. I got to tell you. Speaking of airports, that's one franchise they're never going to resurrect. No, they never were. Gonna if they happen. were
0: going to do it. They would have done it with a script like this. And then just, you know, yeah. you figure if Universal is going to get their hands on a script that's somewhat decent. Yeah. But, you know, but, you know, assemble an all star cast.
1: The, those, I think it'd be those, a lot of fun. Sh- that ship is sailed, though, but
0: it kind of has. But yeah. I, I really love nonstop. Get a different to generation pop, to pop in that movie. It's done really well. And one of the things it's the director again. Joame Luc Coles, They teamed up again. Now, he would also do The Commuter with him, which is an absolute abysmal film. But go check out. Non-Stop. Now, let me ask you
1: a question while we're talking about this, because I, I listen. His career is really interesting and I and I'm a fan and, and he's one of those, you know, actors where you just you, you could watch anything he's in and go along for the ride and enjoy it. Sure. Why didn't Bruce, why couldn't Bruce Willis do what he's doing? I don't understand. It I makes no it. sense.
0: I don't get it, but, you know. He's I mean, talking Bru- about
1: John McClain.
0: In Bruce's defense, yeah Lee Neeson is kind of morphing into a Bruce Willis-ish career. He's got to be yeah, careful I, now.
1: I, 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 yeah, He's got to be it, careful. It, it, it could go there.
0: It could go down that road. And this is a guy who said he was retiring from action yeah. movies. Um, and, you know, he didn't quite and do then, that.
1: And then streaming happens.
0: Yep. And then the paychecks start rolling. In. And, and, you know, the rents they're pay, do. And,
1: and, you know, we're paying them good money to, to do this Netflix stuff because they're paying for the content.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Chuck, I mean, my number one, I would think is the same thing as your number one. Well, right? I, I
1: didn't do my number two.
0: Oh, your number two. I'm sorry.
1: It's taken because it, right. this is this was the one that morphed them into something different. But, you know, that line reading in that movie we talked about this last week, uh, it's it's a, it's a memorable, solid genre movie. That means something in the industry because it really launched, relaunched this type of genre and it relaunched his career in a different way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's iconic. It, it became an iconic role. Right. I mean, it, it became a signature role for a signature actor. And and, and,
1: and, and the bummer part of it is is Taken 2 is OK and Taken 3 is horrible. So it's a franchise that did that franchise itself with it's his working. character you yeah, know, really think- died.
0: You think about it; it's it's the. I mean, how many times can you keep doing the same thing Well, you don't have right to over? do
1: taking. They don't have to take or everything. I, I know they, that's they the could point. have just use the character and did something different.
0: Hey, that's the problem. They could have made
1: it like the equalizer. He, he he helps people in the community, right? Yeah,
0: but that's the problem. You know what? and I know it. With these movie producers, they go to the well until it's dry, barren, and that third and one left. they
1: went beyond
0: dry. I mean, it, let's face it. Um, I, well, I was going to get to it. Number one, without a doubt, is Oscar Schindler for me. I mean, yeah, me just, too. Man, me he's too. Good, he's so good in that film, Chuck. Such a it, heartwarming character. And he's perfect for that role. Yeah, he is. And, and and you know, even at that time, he came off a of leap of faith and he did that movie. He wasn't a huge movie star. Perfect casting by. But when he's watching the destruction from up above and he notices the little girl in the red dress, some of the looks he gives to the camera is just heart wrenching. And then when he's trying to figure out how he could have raised more money could have saved more lives. Right. And that was just end. one
1: and only Oscar nomination. It was yeah. well-deserved. And just, I just want to, before you s- expand for people who don't know this, when Spielberg did Lincoln, his, his choice, it was going to be Liam Neeson as Lincoln. Yeah. And then I guess Daniel day Lewis became available and they, and obviously he won an Oscar. He's one of the greatest actors of all time, but uh, Liam Neeson, make no mistake. He would have been a heck of a good Lincoln.
0: Oh, absolutely. He's got the height. He's got the look. There's no doubt about it. I think he would have been part. But, you know, you know, uh, what's his name? Made it kind of Daniel Day-Lewis came is an iconic performance, too. He's unbelievable in that film. Um, but, you know, it's that's the great thing. You know, we talked we we bookend this show with Jurassic Park and 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 uh, Schindler's List. And that's exactly what Spielberg did in that one year. He had both movies come out. Yeah. And, just, and again, in both movies, it's casting. Right. A lot of it is. Who am I going to put? Listen, in these a wars? lot of a,
1: a lot of times, casting is ninety percent of the battle,
0: and no studio is going to tell him how to cast, and that's why he usually no. gets it right. And right? I, gotta I mean, tell you,
1: there's nothing worse than when you cast completely wrong. It doesn't happen a lot because these guy, the people who do this, they they're good at this. They're yeah. good at
0: it. But the question becomes, Chuck: Does he make? the casting great Spielberg or does the cast make Spielberg great? That's that's always what comes first. to chicken. I mean, because if you look at Jaws, you look at all these movies he's done. And he got the casting right. But did he, did he get the casting right? Or did I, I he just think get the I movie think it's right? like
1: I think it's like, you know, we we both like sports. And you you were sports talk show host at one time. I, I think it's it's a team concept. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, you could have a good first baseman. But if your shortstop third baseman stink, you're not going to win. Right. So True. You, you know you do need the director. Obviously, you need the script. You need then you need the director, and then you need a good cast and who, who bring their A game and and do something different or unusual and um uh, and 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 it all sorts to culminate and come together like a you know like a fine wine or or a really good meal.
0: Well, that's basically described Liam Neeson's career too. He just came together like a fine wine, and he did. And he keeps pounding out some great stuff. And Chuck, uh, neither one of us brought up he was a Jedi. I know he was, was. He was in Star Wars Episode One, Qui-Gon get Jin. Now, he, and let's he, be that,
1: honest, Do- Darth Maul is a great character.
0: He is a great character. Right, that is a
1: great character.
0: And I think Liam Neeson's in that movie for only an hour, right? Maybe a little bit more than that. Um, yeah. So he's hard to. He's easy to forget in that. Um, but let's not forget, you know, that's a pretty good that's pretty they cast him. He was pretty big at the time to be sure. in that movie, you know, so um, but he wasn't I mean, nowhere near my top five memorable roles. I mean, I could barely remember the film, let alone his role in it, just because it's an utter disaster by um, George Lucas that just got out of control.
1: And before we go, you know, it's interesting because I was reading about when I was reading about Indiana Jones and this set injury to Harrison Ford, Um. George Lucas has no involvement at all. Spielberg supposedly a very hands on producer. You know, these people Good. get producing credit and they just they don't do anything. They just get their name and get a paycheck. Right. But, right. But uh, the fact that Lucas is not involved at all, it, it's, it's pretty interesting.
0: And by the way, Liam Neeson does funny, too, as well, because his cameo in Ted, Two is hysterical as the customer at the. <laughs> at the supermarket he's really he's basically playing himself and i know he was in that other a million ways to die in the west that was that that seth mcfarland pretty it had its moments but he's doing comedy in that but i really enjoyed him as the voice in the lego movies as well he's bad cop good cop he's very funny in that so uh, he doesn't do comedy a lot but he can do comedy i think it's it's awkward because he's so tall and his accent it's it's really not going to work a lot, Chuck. But yeah, do you remember that cameo in Ted 2? It's really really funny.
1: Yeah, I I, I uh, and then, and then that's how he he also got the uh, the Seth MacFarlane the the West movie,
0: right? Yeah, well, the West was the first, and then he did yeah, Ted that, 2. I, yeah,
1: yeah, that was that had issues. That movie it had some laughs in it though, but uh, yeah, Ted, I, I'm a fan. Of, I love Ted. I like Ted 2 also.
0: Yeah. All right, Chuck, that'll do it for this week. And we'll be back next week. It'll be fourth of July weekend, it will um, be. but it ain't going to feel like it at the movie theaters. Right. I mean, what are we talking about? What's what's even coming out for fourth? Th- well, uh, F-
1: pur- F- the, nine. The, the, the purge, the, the purge, purge movie. Yeah. And then uh, and then baby boss. Right.
0: Oh, my gosh. Is this what we've or come two? to? Ah. We are. We are a far cry from. uh from uh, the Independence Days of the world, right? I mean, I don't think we'll be doing a show 10 years from now saying, hey, back on this date, uh, the Boss Baby and the Forever Purge came out. I don't think so. I don't think so either. All right, Chuck, we'll do this again next week, my friend.
1: All right, Mike, always a pleasure. And to the audience, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.